It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Tonight, the Houston Astros continue their three-game series in Seattle against the Mariners. Astros lost the series opener last night 6-1. Josh Reddick won for four with an RBI. Michael Brantley, three hits, but the Astros saw their two-game win streak come to an end. Mariners have won two of their last three. Astros 27-27, second in the AL West. Four games ahead of the Mariners for that final playoff spot in the West and a magic number of three to clinch a playoff berth. Mariners 24 and 30, sitting in third in the American League West. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, it's Robert Valdez on the mound for the Astros, and it's been fun watching Valdez's progression this year. Another excellent outing his last time out Thursday against the Rangers, allowing a run over six and a third. Yeah, Robert Valdez has taken huge steps forward this year. Uh, if you're an Astro fan, you can feel very confident. Whenever he goes to the mound, he's got some of the best stuff in baseball. You look at the curveball and the swing and miss rate he has on that pitch alone, but then it's the fastball. It's uh, you know, we'll talk to Dustin Garneau in a little bit. He, he talks about it. that's one of the toughest pitches he's ever caught in his life. Uh, he's just really good. Framber Valdez has matured, and, and he's really coming into his own. Meanwhile, L.J. Newsom will be going for the Mariners, just 23 years old, one of many rookies on this Mariners mm. ball club. And he's not completely stretched out yet. He only went three innings in his last start and hasn't thrown more than 63 pitches in the game. Scott Service sang earlier today, hoping to get about five innings out of him. Yeah, he's a lot more run-of-the-mill these days. You, you see a lot of pitchers that throw in the mid-90s. That's not L.J. Newsom. He's, he's more run-of-the-mill. He's 90 miles per hour. He's not going to wow you with stuff. But he's got good control, and that's something they like about him, that they can mix and match him against certain teams and give uh, other teams a different look in their rotation. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros have gotten outstanding pitching uh, of late, and uh, you look at what the rotation has done. I mean, McCullers obviously had the hiccup in the seventh inning, but all four of the runs he allowed yesterday were unearned mm -hmm. and, and a pitch great before that. It, it really comes down to this Astros offense uh, getting some runs. Astros hitting just 197 and averaging less than two and a half runs per game over their last 14. They just haven't gotten it, gotten it going this year. All, all year long, we just haven't seen more than two guys get hot at any one time, and you're crossing your fingers because you know it's in there. You, you know this this team has a chance to score runs in, in bunches. Uh, they haven't done it yet. So they've got a week to go, you know, playoffs a, a week from today, and hopefully the Astros are front and center. Uh, but they got to swing the bass to go very far. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros catcher Dustin Garneau. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye. And it'll end. 
Patrice Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. All the losses are tough once you get to this time of year, Dusty, when you're, you're trying to, to get into the, the postseason. Uh, but you got a, a really strong performance from, from Lance McCullers Jr. Uh, things came apart a little bit in that seventh inning, that leadoff walk to Lewis obviously hurt, and then the error right after that. But uh, two starts off the injury list for, for McCullers, and we've, we've seen some really good things from him, particularly with the, with the curveball. Well, yes, you have. And, uh, you know, I'm more impressed with his uh, control and command of his fastball. And, uh, um, you know, his release point is, uh, is, uh, is uh, great right now, which makes it easier uh, to control his, his breaking ball, too. And, uh, you know, he was dealing. I mean, he was really dealing. Uh, we had an unfortunate error, which would have been a double play ball. And then, you know, that was going to be his last inning. Because uh, his endurance, you see, we're taking him up 80, 90, and, and then he'd have been over 100 yesterday. And uh, he was wondering, like, a couple – a month ago, you know, when we were going to take him to 100. And last night was the game taking to 100, and he was still throwing great. And then he got two two big punch outs. You know, that was his game, you know, to lose the way he was throwing the ball. And you'd hate to take him out, and then somebody else give up his runs. Uh, and he had him one ball and two strikes, about to get out of the inning, uh, you know, for a one to nothing deficit and uh, got a curveball up out over the plate. And, uh, you know, to the young white over there, who's, who every swing is, is for the home run, you know, which is why he's hitting 180 or 190. And, uh, boy, that, 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 when I saw him lead the bat, you know, it was a, it was a bad feeling for, for all of us. And then, like you said, then things became unraveled. Uh, you know, with uh, Belak, who was throwing the ball pretty good, but he was clearly shook up as to why we sent Strami out there to talk to him. Uh, you know, when he, you know, when he hit somebody, you know, in the head, I mean, certainly it wasn't intentional big time. But, uh, you know, the young man now is on the um, uh, list for, you know, concussion protocol today. So, uh, you know, that's yesterday, but we got another – Big game today, and uh, I expect a whole lot better performance and turnout, you know, from our team. And Marco Gonzalez pitched for the Mariners yesterday, left-hander, eight scoreless innings. Five of the seven hits that he allowed were to left-handed hitters, uh, Michael Brantley and Kyle Tucker. Uh, Brantley in particular had pretty good numbers against Marco Gonzalez coming in, and both Brantley and Tucker have shown that they can really hang in there against lefties. Really impressive, especially for Tucker being – uh, relatively new to the big leagues. When you look at left-handed starters, uh, particularly for a guy like Kyle Tucker, are there certain, is there a certain style of lefty that you feel like he has a better chance of, of succeeding against? Well, lefties that, that probably don't throw the ball up that much, and lefties that you know you know don't really have a real sharp you know breaking ball, more of a slower breaking ball, and lefties that throw a lot of changeups because they tend not to throw changeups to another lefty. Because usually it changes coming down and in in their power zone. So uh, uh, it makes them, instead of a three-pitch pitcher, it makes them a two-pitch pitcher. And, uh, you know, Reddick had great numbers last night going into the game, you know, against, uh, you know, Gonzalez too. Because there are some guys, uh, right-handers, that would rather face left-handers, and including our Greeky. 
You know, like he's like that as well. Dave Stewart was like that. And then there are some left-handers that, that you load the lineup with right-handers and they'd rather throw them, you know, right-handers and they go left-handers. So, um, uh, you know, like I look back on that game last night, it was a game of inches where Kyle Tucker's ball down that corner, you know, I mean, they had given us a two-to-nothing lead, uh, which last night, you know, would have been plenty the way that McCullers was throwing. And then their ball that, that was hit by France, uh, it must have just gone over the corner of the, of the third base bag. So last night was definitely a game of inches, and, and the inches, uh, you know, went against us. Robert Valdez going for the, the Astros today, and uh, he's certainly been impressive, really has taken a, a step forward this year. Uh, and, you know, being around Fromber last year seemed like he was, was kind of quiet, but he was also, you know, still pretty new to the big leagues, getting time into the last two years. Have you got to know Fromber a little bit and gotten a sense yeah. for, for his personality? Well, I, got to know him, I got to know him in, in, in spring training. I mean, and uh, you know, I told him in spring training I was counting on him because he had some of the best stuff that I saw in spring training. It was just a matter of him finding the strike zone. And, uh, uh, you know, he's been really, really – focusing and concentrating uh, on that and also taking the air out the ball, you know, when he loses it. Because I heard last year he might strike out three or might walk three. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't here then. But uh, I, I like the progress that he's made uh, early in the game. You really got to watch him because he tends to try to force his breaking ball, you know, when he's a little bit overamped and bouncing it a lot early. And, and the more pitches he throws, you know, the better his sinker gets and the better his, his uh, breaking ball gets. So, you know, his key is to, you know, get him out of the early innings with a relatively uh, low uh, pitch count, then he usually goes deep into the game. How much does it help, too, having a guy like that? And you think about, you know, potential postseason scenario. He's pitched out of the bullpen, so I'm uh, out of the bullpen once this year. He's done it in the past. You can use him in, in a few different roles, potentially, as a starter or as a reliever. Yes, you can. And the thing about it is he's so strong and his arm's so resilient that you could use him for two or three days in a row. And, and you know, he's the only guy on the staff that can throw 100 pitches on Monday and then, you know, throws a pin on Tuesday and it's like he's never having any soreness or never, you know, have any uh, residual effects from, from throwing those pitches the night before. So, uh, you know, the fact that he does have a rubber arm, you know, uh, really uh, helps us to see what we're going to do, you know, uh, you know, when we make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we can either start him or we can start him and relieve him or, or just relieve him two or three days in a row. And so uh, a guy like that so so valuable, especially in a short series. All right, Dusty Baker, Astros manager, manager, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. This is Steve Sparks. I'm with Astros catcher Dustin Garneau. Uh, Dustin, first, first of all, thanks for joining me. And what a rip-off season for your boys. Man, they don't even get to hang out at the ballpark this year, do they? No, uh, they were really excited this year, too, to go to a ball game. Because last year they got a little bit of a taste with the Angels. But this year they kind of understood a lot more what, what Dad does for, ball, for, a, for a job. And they were, they were excited. Some of my best memories were having my son to the ballpark. Even my daughters, sometimes they'd come out a, a little bit early. Uh, are they into baseball? And how old are they? Twins just turned four, and then uh, my little guy will turn three in November. And uh, they, yeah, they're all about baseball. They're all about, they hit stuff off the tee and throw balls at each other every day. It's uh, they're getting excited to start playing. Let's talk about uh, 
this team. Say, say you're, you're catching and you're evaluating some of the pitchers on this team. What's the one best pitch of any pitcher on this Astros pitching staff? Is it Frambois Valdez's curve, Lance McCullers curve, Christian uh, Javier's fastball? What's the best one pitch? It's got to be uh, Framber's curve. I mean, you can tell every – it doesn't get squared up. Even he, As much as he throws it, you can tell guys that it's coming. If guys hit it, they're either pounding it in the ground or they're spout-tipping it into the glove because it, it is nasty. How hard is he to catch? The hardest. Yeah. <laughs> fastball is nuts. Exactly. It, it just sinks and cuts, and it's not, it's not comfortable to catch. But if I can't catch it, Molly can't catch it, they can't hit it either. So <laughs> – Hey, I heard uh, Pudge Rodriguez the other day giving a tutelage with Jose Trevino, the catcher with the, the Rangers, about blocking balls, and I've never heard something he said. Have you ever heard of a drop step uh, when, you're, when you're blocking a, a ball when you're catching? No. Is that kind of like kicking your feet back? Or? Yeah, it's just like almost like an outfielder. You know how he does that little drop step? Yeah. But with one foot, Pudge would talk about uh, uh, to soften up a little bit, he would do a little drop step at a ball that he recognized was going to be in the dirt. I thought it was fascinating. That's interesting. That'd be something I like to talk to him about how he how would actually go about that because I I block a little unconventional just going down on one knee and letting it hit me, but anything that makes you soften to yourself to the ball would definitely be beneficial. Let's talk about the one knee. So so that's become a thing around yeah. baseball uh, to retrieve mostly. I, I think for the the low pitch to present that a little yeah. better. Uh, what do you think about it? And what's the what's the pros and cons? Man, it seems that everybody's doing it now for the, that obvious reason: be able to catch balls and make the low pitch look small, look better. Uh, guys that are doing it now that are doing it with two strikes or guys on base. I'm not a yeah, I'm not on board with that yet. I uh, <laughs> there's I don't want to feel handcuffed, especially the guy on third base, or if I can't move side to side. That's that's nuts to me. It, it, that, I mean, that's the drawback. I mean, you get a guy on base. And you know, a lot of a lot of times people talk about pitchers tipping. You know, yeah. catchers tip as much as anybody, don't they? Absolutely, especially. I mean, that's maybe the one thing where if you do go to a knee, it's hard to tip if you're going to be blocking because sometimes your butt gets a little higher when you're going to be blocking a ball or you think about it. But yeah. I don't want to feel like handcuffed when there's a guy on third base because yeah, my receiving numbers might look better, but if I if they score runs, that doesn't help us win. Yeah, the trade-off isn't good. Um, a lot of guys I've played with catchers ended up being managers coaches uh Mike Matheny Brad Osmus AJ Hitch a lot of these guys and you fall in that same realm to me I mean just watching the way you interact with people and and listening to you talk about baseball and I know you're only 33 years old and you don't want to think about it yet but it's got to be in the back of your mind about coaching someday you want to stay in the game don't you I like baseball a lot I uh I would have to consider it, talk to my wife about it. I'm really liking to go home and be a dad a little bit more, be with my kids a little more. But I like coaching and teaching baseball to kids and, and, and even guys who are my age. So it's not out of my, uh, my box yet, but I'm, I, have, I have to consider if, it was a, if I was approached with it. Talking to catcher Dustin Garneau, uh, what have you learned with this Astros organization? I'm sure you'll learn something new with every organization. What have you learned specifically with Houston? Well, the front office being as much information like everybody says that we get from the, from the front office, it's how they present it and how they uh, are, are. It's one-on-one. It's not like, here's, here's our information. Go ahead. Go, go do your game plan. But everybody's in the room together. There's just communication. There's, it's more of a buffet style than just a, a, a water hose style where you're just getting force-fed this stuff. So that's really cool to me to where 
organizations in the past, they have the information, but when they present it, it's not really explained. And it's just, uh, it's here it is. All right, find what you want and kind of go. So the communication between the front office and the, and the players is awesome. When you're catching, uh, a reliever comes into the ball game, you have a quick word with him. It might be going over the signs, but is there anything else you want to know what's working in the bullpen? Uh, is there yeah. information you want to know? Usually it's number one signs, and then number two is what's, what's coming off. For me, a put-away a put pitch, what's coming off your fingers really good right now. If a guy has a slider or a changeup or a curveball. So I know that when I'm catching him between innings or the first batter comes along and we go fastball, fastball for 0-2, I know I can go to right away that he has confidence in. Going into the playoffs, I mean, it looks like you guys, uh, you got some work to do yeah. to get to the playoffs, but dangerous too. I think a lot of people are overlooking uh, this Astros team, especially if things get clicking offensively. You feel like it's getting close? That's the scary part is that our offense really hasn't clicked all year. Yeah. Me, I mean, that's my first year here, but playing against this team, I know what the offense can do. And when it gets going and hopefully it will this next, this next week, we can definitely be a scarier team in playoffs because of how, how good our offense be. And our pitching – as young as we have, they kept us in the games all year long. It's been impressive. All right, that's Dustin Garneau with the Astros catcher. Uh, thanks a lot for catching up, man. Thank you, Spark. I appreciate it. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. It's hammered to left field. Going back on it is Brantley, and he looks up, and it's out of here. A three-run homer for Evan White. It came with two strikes, and he delivers his seventh home run of the season. And just like that, the Mariners lead four to nine. All right, question is for Lance McCullers. Lance, how frustrating was that one, especially after how good you threw through six innings to have kind of one mistake hurt you there in the seventh? Got to make a better pitch. What positives do you take away? I mean, you two, two starts since coming back off the uh, injured list now. Um, pitch really well. Put yourself in a, a pretty good spot, I think, you're going for. I was on the IL because I had a <clears throat> irritated nerve from a flight, you know. Uh, I would have just been smarter and not even pitched that game in L.A. Probably would have been just a day or two I needed extra. But I feel like I've thrown the ball really well. I think tonight was no was no exception. I thought the ball, I, thought I threw the ball excellent. You know, I just, uh, just didn't make a pitch. Uh, you know, don't mind the pitch. Uh, just needed it to be a little bit down or a little bit further out, and uh, we roll and have a really good chance to win that game. Lance, how, how strange is it for you to be pitching as well as you are without, without the run support right now, especially knowing what these guys are capable of? No, it's, it's just a rough patch, you know. These guys have been here for me many of times when I haven't been throwing the ball well or whatever the case is. Uh, I wouldn't pick anybody else over these guys we got. So, you know, we just got to we, – we did get quite a few hits today. Uh, damn near seven, eight, nine hits, whatever it was. Um, we just got to start stringing them together a little better, that's all. Thanks, Lance. Appreciate it, man.
All right, questions for Michael Brantley. Michael, you, you guys had had a lot of success against Gonzalez. I guess what was difficult about squaring him up tonight and getting that big hit against him? Yeah, he stayed off the middle of the plate tonight. Um, I was looking around my bats uh, just a couple minutes ago. You know, he worked the corners very well. Uh, we all know, know that he mixed up his pitches, you know, well, and uh, he threw the ball great tonight. Is that a catch you feel you should have made down the line? 100%. It's an error. That's on me. Uh, I got to make that play for him. Uh, my team right there. Uh, so, yeah, I hope they overchange it to an error. That's on me. What's the mood right now, just given kind of the way the offense has, has struggled, maybe not to get hits, but just to get timely hits and clutch hits? We're all right. Uh, this is a professional team, uh, a great team. I've been here before. Uh, you know, we lost tonight. Uh, that's why you play a series and come back tomorrow and hopefully uh, even up the series and then, and then win it. Um, you know, tip your hat, they beat us tonight. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. Michael, do you notice a confidence from them that they didn't have when you saw them earlier in the year? They're a good team. Um, you know, they've been playing steady baseball all year long. Uh, they have a lot of young guys that play with a lot of energy, a lot of heart. So, you know, we got to go and match their intensity day in and day out. All right, question is for Anoli Paredes. Anoli, what have been some of the, the challenges of uh, learning how to be pitching relief this year after, after being a starter in the minors? So one of, one of the challenges is uh, to get ready on my pitch because when you come like relief or late in the game, you have to you have to be ready. With seven pitch, you have to, to, to be ready to throw every pitch. So that's uh, one of my challenges because when you come like starting, you know you have time to get ready to to prepare all your, all your stuff. But when you come with relievers, you don't have that, that, that long time to get ready with all your pitch. So you have to you have to know what pitch is working that day, and come with that plan to the game. Do you, do you feel like you've gotten better at it over the year, and, and like in general, just how do, how do you like being a reliever? So uh, I just I like in all positions. Just I just when I have the opportunity in the game, it doesn't matter if you interfere the second inning like reliever or, or starting. Uh, my plan is help uh, help the team to to get into the position. Um, that's all. The only thing that I have in my mind: be ready for every time. How quick can you get ready now? How quick? Like now, I can be ready with five pitch because uh, I'm learning and asking to a veteran pitcher like Fernando Rony. Sometimes I, when I have time, I send I, I send some tests. And, and he helped me a lot because he told me, you come like reliever, so you have to be ready from the first inning, you know. You don't know when you're going to pitch, so you have to prepare your body. Uh, that's a, that's a something that helped me. So for, from the fir first inning, I'm moving, doing some exercise back there. So when they when the call go to the bullpen and, and they call my name, I'm ready to go. But the first couple times you had to get up and be a reliever how long did it take you to get ready that's a long time because uh, you know like uh, all my career in the minor was like starting so that take a little time because in my arm feel ready when I throw like 20 pitches you know like 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 starting so I take time my arm feel like uh like not ready to go so I take a little more time but uh how the season going, I'm learning, like I told you, 
and now I can get ready quick. What's the biggest piece of advice Fernando Rodney gave you about getting ready? Uh, use some bands over there, move my body. So um, pay attention to the game because he told me, you know when you're going to pitch. Sometimes you know when you're going to pitch. So watch the game. If you, use, if you see something wrong, start moving your body. Uh, start doing some exercise. Use the med ball and stuff like that. How, how do you know him? He from my the same country than me, the same hometown. Same Samana. town. Yeah. Okay. So did y'all talk a lot when he was at the alternate site, or did you did y'all ever see each other when he was with with the Astros at all? Yeah, we see each other, but we get we start to get more communication when when he signed with the Astros. Uh, yeah, I was excited when he signed with the Astros because you know have some veteran like Fernando Ronnie in the team and. Uh, from the same place than me, but he don't he he can make the major league. But we sent his order and he's helped me a lot. What's it What's it like to uh, play against Johan Ramirez and both be you know major leaguers at the same time? That's fun uh, to play with someone that that come from the from the GCL. We play GCL, Quad City, all the level together. And then he was picking up in the rule five for the Mariner. Uh, it's funny to, to play against someone that, that, that you come in the same process and you see uh, getting good results in the, in the major league. Being out, in the, being out in the bullpen, do you um, also get a chance to, you know, pick the brains of the other pitchers out there, maybe pick up some little tips and tricks from them as well? Yeah, Presley, uh, you know, Presley is one of the veterans that we have in the bullpen. So I always around Presley asking some question. Hey, what kind of pitch do you use against this team? Something like the ball fly. What? Which way the ball fly? So I'm always asking question how he grip his curve. You know, this guy have one of the best curve in Major League. So I'm asking always how he prepare everything that that, that I can take a bunch and and be better in the game. All right, questions for Josh Reddick. Josh, Correa had mentioned a couple of weeks ago how the, the lack of not being able to watch video between at-bats um, has affected him this year. I wonder if it's affected you, and do you think that's – I know that's not the whole reason, but do you think that may could attribute some of the, the struggles the lineups had this year? I think so, yeah. You look around the league, there's, there's a handful of guys saying that they rely heavily on video in-game. And I think for those that may or may not love it in-game, you know, for me, I use it – Probably nowhere near as much as other guys, but I think there's advantages to it. But being able to run and, and check it out and see what you know you did in game and you know, make sure you swing at strikes or pitches off the plate or just to find little movements and niches that you know you might be doing wrong at the plate that you want to try to fix on, on the fly, and I think that can have a little bit of effect on us as, as well. So I think it has its advantages and disadvantages. Given you guys is. Um inability to score runs here lately does that lend um more to maybe trying to manufacture some stuff whether it is bunting whether it's you know playing a little bit more small ball or you know dusty doing some hit and runs or stuff from the just being a little bit more aggressive maybe on the base paths yeah you potentially i think that could be something we could definitely improve on i know a lot of us have been <clears throat> excuse me trying to do some situational stuff in bp in case the time does call for a hit and run or you know, a lot of us are out there bunting every day anyway, so we always start our, our day off with a couple of months to make sure we can go through that routine. But um, that might be something we need to do to spark this offense. And I'm, 
hopefully it's, it's something that does get us going here soon. But, um, you know, we've never really been that hit and run kind of offense. But it might be just when we need to switch things around and then get us going. But, you know, I think we all know as, as well as anybody that once we really break out, it, it can be a scary thing for a long time. We're just – I guess we're all just tired of waiting for it to happen. And if it doesn't happen soon, we might be in trouble. So we got to do something and then step up and make it happen. Josh, having said that, how do you how do you look at this um, the, the the race to get that last playoff spot nailed down because you don't have it nailed down? Well, I think we focus on ourselves. I think it's it's in our hands right now and it's in our control. We can't rely on anybody else to make our dis our destiny. We have to do that ourselves, and what we have to do is win, and we have to find ways to win. Whether you know our pitching holding us up or our, our offense getting out there and scoring us up. A lot of runs. We got to do something to make it happen because, like I said, we're running out of time right now, and if we don't step up, we're going to be in trouble. Hey, Josh, you guys, plenty of veteran experience in here. Every one of you have gone through a rough patch at some point before. How does that kind of help you, and how important is it to kind of keep an even keel as you try to bust out of this thing and not try to do too much with it? Well, the one thing about these these struggles is you're you're always going to come out of it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's you know the waiting time that I think everybody gets so frustrated with. Of waiting for it to happen and waiting to come out of it. And, and I see a lot of us, a lot of our guys are out there getting their work in, getting some extra work, work in the case that when they need to try to fix some things. And we're all trying to make sure that we can get everything done to get the work in to make sure we know what we're doing out there. So it can be frustrating, but I think the most frustrating is, is just waiting it out and just trying to get that one boot knock we need to give us the momentum to, to really get us going at uh, full pace. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. See you later!